I do not want to be looting something and have a sandal dropping on me or something. That's not the statue I want. This never needs to make it. Do not just clip this. Like right behind you, just go. No, do not clip this. Do not. If you love me, don't do it. <laughs> Social buddy. No, no reinforcement. Do it. Do it. Oh my gosh. So that just happened. Endurance, perseverance, and determination. All of these measures were a way to gauge the Pathfinder's will and dedication to his oath. His pledge to his vision and to his companions was absolute. As his fellow Cinderborn Pathfinders stood with him upon the steps of a shattered walkway, looking ahead, all they recognized was the calm they sensed around them in the midst of chaos. The Pathfinder wondered if his companions felt this calm before the storm. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your trusted and dedicated Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I am joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Welcome back, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. And also, Basil. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> I did really good. I like plan to not say social bunny or murder bunny in there. So, which is kind of like I defeated the whole point of that by actually. <laughs> oh, cool it it. <laughs> but it's progress. I'm working in that direction. The murder buddy tendencies haven't come out a whole lot lately. So I'm kind of going with <laughs> <laughs> trying to like, you know, walk in the light and not get any uh, flack for like, oh, there's red lights behind you. You're a dark side sim now and all the stuff that you guys like to create. That's not actually true at all. Um, look, before we dig in too far today, friends, um, we are going to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thanks so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Um, yeah, and uh, thank you so much for those who've been checking in on the podcast too, because I actually had some errors that I had to fix recently. The links weren't working on the... Uh, youtube links that i have in the description so you can go check the podcast out in all the audio formats so shout out to prismia for bringing that up to our mods here our community mods here and kind of uh like submitting that feedback recently because i was able to fix that so now if you're wondering if any links are broken they are fixed friends they are fixed um you're probably noticing half tilt's not here today um he is afk for a little while um due to some you know work related things but uh, we do plan on having him back sometime here in the near future so shout out to half tilt for all of his uh contributions here on the show we're definitely looking forward to having him back um and east my editor is not here today so you might notice that this podcast doesn't have the cool little clip that usually isn't um there at the beginning before we get started he goes and he clips like this particular spot at some kind of a, you know, highlight of the show and puts it at the beginning. I'm afraid that I'm not going to have time to do that. So in order to get up on time, I've got to handle it all. And y'all know I'm crazy busy. So you probably will notice that's not there unless in some way, shape or form, someone manages to clip a cool moment today. And I see that. So I guess I'm kind of putting that on the people here today to clip something, huh? Because if you do, I can download it and throw it on there, but I'll leave that to y'all. No pressure whatsoever, obviously. <laughs> I saw that they listened in chat. Okay, okay. We've got some things to announce and talk about real quick before we get into the show. 
Um, it is indeed the calm before the storm, which we'll talk about a little bit here soon. Um, if you would like to submit an iTunes review, we don't have any to read today, but if you want to leave us a five star, tell us how we're doing, leave a comment. We'll read it here on the show. You can go over. It's pinned um, at the top of our Ashes Pathfinder Twitter. Um, so you can go there see the pin, check out all the podcast audio places and uh, drop a review if you'd like to. It'd be greatly appreciated. It helps uh, boost the podcast up in terms of like the algorithm and discoverability and well, just making sure that people know it's a real podcast that actually does real work and it's not just some, you know, meme show. I guess you could say. Um, also, you can call in at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one and leave a voice message here, which we'll play on the show. Um, and you can leave some mail for our Pathfinder grunt to get to us at some point in time in the future over at ashespathfinders at gmail.com. There we go. So some site updates. Ashes HQ, you all have noticed, has been pretty, like, it's been pretty quiet. And the reason for that is as we're getting into Alpha One, the, that is a place that we're going to start to curate content from creators, not only myself, but others, right? Um, and I know I talked about the HQ announcement for recruitment coming. I'm actually going to push that a little bit closer to around Alpha One. Um, but we are going to be looking for dedicated creators around Ashes of Creation who really specifically focus on an area that they just really thrive creating content around um, and kind of like creating some cutouts for individuals to really shine. Um, also, we are going to aim to have um, three APOC logs out by Alpha One, that one week of Alpha One mid-May. So we're about to be hustling and bustling here in the near future over the next several weeks uh, to do that. The Ashes Pathfinder Chronicle Chapter One, Take the Oath, is now live over on YouTube. I know I announced it and everything, but for those who just listened to the show, you can go over to, to you know, youtube.com. Uh, forward slash C, forward slash Samorg, and you can actually uh, check out that Ashes Pathfinder Chronicle Chapter 1. Um, shout out to E. Scaruth for all of his hard work on that. He put a lot of time and effort into getting that ready. It took forever to render in After Effects, um, but I'm really happy with the job that we've done on that one and hope that you all really enjoy it too. It's Again, it's a way to dedicate um, to this show, kind of like create some a nice story that kind of follows the show and you know all of us as we're on this journey following Ashes of Creation, waiting for it, the times that we share here and kind of what each show is about in a narrative form. Um, so go check it out. Hope you enjoy it. Um, also, I am seeking some people for the uh, some work team, uh, a graphics guru and a potential second editor, editor and moderators for both the Twitch, uh, YouTube channels and community discord. So if anybody's interested, hit me up on uh, discord at some org, hashtag 0001. Um, or just join discord.gg forward slash smorg, S-I-M-U-R-G-H. Join it and send me a DM that way, whichever works. <sighs> okay, cool. There, all that stuff's out of the way. Now we can get on to the thing. We got, what's this? We got a live stream coming up, gentlemen. Um, in one week, uh, less than a week, actually. This coming April 30th at 11 a.m. PDT. All right, so mark your calendars. You can also go over to the Ashes of Creation forums. Um, you can go in there, you can submit some questions, and you can do that up until the day before Thursday, April 29th, um, at the same time, 11 a.m. PDT, to, uh, you know, leave questions for the dev team they might pick up and ask. Um, we've had a lot of our community members here who have actually, um, you know, contributed um, over there. And so it's really great to see some of our community members here, our fellow Pathfinders, both on the show, you know, here in our community um, some of the Ashes fam that we see around here during our shows, it's always really good to just like see them kind of pop up with really great questions. Um, and obviously, in 
typical format. We do a viewing or, you know, kind of a watch party. We sit in, in our discord. You're all welcome to join. We watch it live and then hang out, chat, sharing our experience. And um, after their live stream, I go live. I collect questions from the community and we end up talking about that here on the podcast um, the couple days after the uh, live stream happens. So you're all welcome to join in on that. And please remember to submit your questions or join us um, in the post show and just have a good time chatting and, you know, kind of reflecting on what we liked and what we're excited about. It's always a good time. So what have y'all been up to the past week, y'all? Anything fun in the Ashes realm to talk about that you discovered or shared in with the community? Unfortunately, I've been pretty heads down with work. I haven't had a chance to plug back in, but I'd be uh, interested in hearing Faisal if you've had any adventures in the Ashes world this week. Oh, adventure time with our uh basil i mean it's mostly just theory crafting here and there and revolving over old topics <laughs> so not as much just the same old same old stuff <laughs> yeah we got a bunch of people in chat today man shout out to all of you all gathering here around the central flame today man i really appreciate you all you all have been i just want to say like you know i do have a, i do have an announcement to make i made it on my channel um, some people know about it, some don't. It is more of a personal nature, but I've shared it. And you know, this is the Ashes fam, the Ashes Pathfinder community, man. I love y'all. Y'all have been super supportive of me. You've been supportive of the show. Yeah. So I posted an announcement. You'll notice it in the Discord. I did share it live on my Twitch channel this week, but uh, I'm engaged, man. I got a fiance, you guys. Uh, Mel and I have uh gotten engaged. Yes! Thanks, man. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So that's uh, that happened. And I'm pretty stoked about it and really sharing it with everybody. And everybody's been like crazy supportive and like lots of love like all week, man. So I just wanted to say thanks a lot to all of you. You all have been like crazy, amazing, supportive and just like all of the love that that we both have had come our way from our, you know, from the community here and just all of our friends and stuff. It's just been really heartwarming, man. So really, 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 really do appreciate it very much, man. Um, with that being said, um, I'm excited about the next uh, the next live stream, and we've only got a few weeks, man. A few weeks, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm stoked, you guys. We've only got a few weeks. Mm -mm -mm. I am excited. What do you think they're going to talk about? That's a, I mean, we got to get something ashes related in terms of like. I mean, we're always going to get the ashes stuff and things around you know, development updates. We're going to see stuff related to, you know, renders of, you know, probably creatures or cosmetics or, you know, things of that nature. Um, but I'm, they talked about alpha one cells mid, like sometime in May. So maybe it would be cool if we got like a date. Um, I don't know. I kind of have thought about this, man. I feel like it's probably going to be either the week of, it showcase and then people are just going to break the site trying to buy into it and then they maybe allow people in, you know what i mean like i could see that happening yeah. i could, yeah, see I could them, see that yeah i could see them using that one week period where people are streaming it and showcasing it to really hype people up to really like bolster sales get people involved and then have those people in that one big month-long test too mm -hmm. especially especially what's it called if it's a limited amount Mm. is definitely going to break the site <laughs> right yeah, absolutely yeah because a lot of people have been chomping at the bit for that to open mm -hmm. back up yeah for sure. i know yeah. very true man i'm i'm 
I'm like, like the realistic part of me thinks it's probably not going to be until that week of maybe. The hopeful side of me would really love for it to be before that, because then I could have more of my friends and my guild. My lady could be in there like, you know, I mean, there could be so many more people in this community that are legit just jumping into big groups, playing through the whole week. You know, I mean, every time I log on or I'm streaming it or I'm hanging out the community, I've got my homies to go jump into groups with and discover things or show them things because, you know. If you've done some kind of testing beforehand, you know, there's plenty of things I've been able to talk about or we've been able to talk about that Steven's allowed us to to share. But it's Mm -hmm. like talking about it's one thing and like really taking people there to show them and they go, yo, go check out like the Alpha Zero footage of them running around. And now let me go take you to this spot now just to show people how drastically different these small places are. Not to mention that big part of the, the Alpha One testing environment that they've added, which is like that kind of coastal node vibe you know with the palm trees and all of that um Mm -hmm. so that would be pretty exciting but i i don't know man yeah it's it would be great to see some announcements around that for sure um Mm -hmm. we are in a calm before the storm though you know what i mean by that daedalus we had a conversation about making this a show title like a month or so ago yeah we did and i waited because i just had a feeling in my gut that that it, we would get pushed back a little bit. Just a feeling, just instinct. I wanted to time it a little bit more better, if you will. But <laughs> I kind of had a feeling, you know, and so I was like, I really wanted to make the episode when you felt that calm. And it's it's definitely felt like a calm here recently, right? It's There's not been a ton of discussion. We do have a really great topic uh, that comes from the studio today that they delivered via the forums that we're going to talk about. Um, <clears throat> however... Overall, in terms of like just, you know, really hitting the social media outside of the, you know, the things they've had in place that they kind of continue from from week to week, month to month. We haven't had Mm -hmm. a whole lot of like big discussion pieces from the devs or like, you know, we've had an interview here that we got to host with Steven on the show, you know, a couple weeks ago, um, which was really great. Super appreciative of his time because he's, he's so busy, man. Like they're all super, super busy. The fact they chose to make some time to to really kind of like, you know to cut out some time as they're preparing for this really meant a lot to me. Cause I know they just don't have a lot. Um, so it was really cool that they, you know, made the time to do that. And with both Margaret helping to coordinate it, Steven uh, making the time to be here. Um, and just like all the love that they've shown, you know, the community and, and all of us here who have been like really striving, you know, to see this game launch and be a great thing but I do have some discussion pieces that have come up that aren't really directly from the studio. One is one is not, um, one, I actually kind of did a discussion around on my channel, and this actually takes us back to a discussion point that Daedalus, this was before your time on the show too, but it's one of the oh. earliest podcasts that we did. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Okay. That's uh, for me. <laughs> but to, before we get there, <laughs> I want to ask you all about upcoming alpha testing, right? Like, um, during this calm right now, the storm to me is that point when we have the one week, you know, no NDA play test and alpha cells go up. I mean, that's going to be a storm, dude. The hype around the game is going to bolster. I'm just calling it now. This is my instinct. This is what I'm predicting, right? I don't know. It's just my speculation, but I'm predicting it and educated guess, if you will. I think that things are going to bolster again, like we saw when Ashes went viral, when Steven went and got on the Asma Gold stream with Shroud and Summer 1G, all the big boys, right? And 
the 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 community just boomed, right? And it was all a result as a result of the lazy peon making his video, and then those people getting to look at it and reviewing it, and their communities reviewing it, and then the the just you know the explosion happened, and I think we're going to see another one of those again around this time because I'm pretty sure you're going to see these big names playing the game during that period, checking it out. I, I would be shocked if they weren't. Um, you're going to see this influx of community members yet again because of all the new faces and the new eyes on the game. And yeah, we're going to get another storm of, of influx of people. Cause now there's people going to see their creators, your favorite people playing the game, sharing in the experience, getting in mm-hmm. there together. Um, wanting to get in with their friends who are playing and stuff. And there it is, man. And so right now we got a few weeks. It's a bit of a calm period. What are y'all doing during the calm period? I know I'm definitely um, trying to get my winks in so I can stay up and do some testing. I I think it's a really exciting time for the game. I would agree with you that, you know, the hype train is going to just kick into high gear once this goes viral. Um, And I do believe it will go viral very, you know, in much bigger way than with the peon video, because you're going to have people actually being able to, touch the product that are you know really popular creators with large communities Um, I I think it's a really exciting time for the team and I think it does feel like they've set themselves up pretty well with the creative director's letter you've got a feeling you know based on that that they've solved the major issues that caused them to delay to begin with Um, so I'm yeah I'm really super stoked I'm excited for the team i know it's going to be another crunch period for them but i i think they're they're going to definitely get mm-hmm. a lot of great feedback so i'm i'm really looking forward to it awesome what about you Faisal? i can imagine one of the creators uh making ashes for dummies <laughs> just because he has that head start <laughs> um but yeah i mean i'm also probably just gonna try to stream the game Really, uh, see what I can do. Murder some people. You there? Okay. See, now I don't feel bad about the next episode where I call you murder bunny in in the intro. <laughs> I just don't, dude. You made it. You made it, bro. You made it twenty ish minutes into the show before you. Because I have Dark Lord Sim with me. Can't confirm or deny any of what he's saying right now. <laughs> What I do on my alt life is is none none of the community's business. You know, what I mean, now you will see my paladin as the righteous crusader, indeed. Right? Um, <laughs> wait, did I just? All right, I need to use the Prince of Persia sands of time real quick and go back a minute because it work in real life and it doesn't, does it? Clip it. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Okay. Fine. 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 I'll make some. I'll make some choices that aren't aligned with the light sometimes, but not on my main, right? Cause I'll RP that shit pure, pure heart, man. <laughs> I'll stay true to my oath. Okay. This isn't <laughs> what we're not talking about what I do on, you know, a rogue or something, but look, it's okay, guys. There's no rogues right now. There's no rogues that they're sharing. There's no rogues planned as far as we know to play. Don't worry about it. Right. Your murder bunny's going to be by himself for at least a little while, at least a little while. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I can't confirm or deny that I'll ever actually join him and make bad choices either. Just saying. <laughs> <sighs> uh, 
What are some of your goals during the testing period? Um, Cause I, you know, I mean, we can mm-hmm. talk about goals. Like I can say that I've got the access and you know, I can, I'll be playing. So any, any goals for y'all? I mean, uh, depends what we'll, what we'll be doing. Um, because I assume I assume Ashes is going to be like, okay, we want to do, we want you guys to do these certain things from time to time, but mm-hmm. you can go explore from time to time, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, um, but what's it called? I would try to explore the area, map, see where glitches might happen. You would fall off or mm-hmm. not. Um, if there are quests, I would try to do them and mm-hmm. see if it actually works or not. I would assume. Right. Um, raids, definitely raids. If there are some, because I assume that. Would be, I mean, they kind of showed it off with the dragon. Yeah, that. I mean, that one's already in there, right? We know that that one's yeah. in that test environment already. Um, you know, that was shared on the PI footage and, and a couple other things. I think that they actually shared, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then of course they shared the open world scenario with the ancients. I mean, that's going to take a lot of people to kill, kill them as well. So, you know, that's going to be an open world raid scenario. Um, so you got at least those two that we're aware of, I think. Um, and we know that there's at least, you know, I think they think there's at least, if I remember correctly from alpha zero and I can't remember how many they've showed us. Dungeon wise, that one I just don't know, right? I know there's at least what one that we've seen. Yeah, the dragon for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Sorrows, like what was it? Sorrows End or whatever, I think in like Alpha Zero, right? They had that us that would spawn you, like people were yeah. like, dragging it into the town and whatnot. Right. So there's another open world boss, which is the one that I'm notoriously given BS over what they where they 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 make the false claim that I'm a ninja looter and Steven reinforces it. Was false. it the spider octopus? Hell no. Thing? Look, this is going to come up every episode. I'm going to defend it every episode. Okay. If you go to the <laughs> damn YouTube, go to Ashley Creation YouTube. I'm making a video to cover this, dude. This is enough. Look, we're going to set the record straight once and for all. That's it. That's going to happen. And then I'm just going to be like, refer to this video. Okay. And then I'm going to outline the disappointment that I really shouldn't do this. This is probably actually a screen leader. <laughs> Because I really believe he would. One sandal extinction event to a two (laughs) sandal extinction event. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Dude, that is hilarious. A sandal extinction event where you just get squashed by the sandal right out to the damn sky. Exactly. You imagine that would be the most hilarious shit in the world. Like the GM power of getting sandaled by the GMs because you're doing something bad in game. Drop a sandal on you. Holy shit. That's hilarious. I would would just go full Katie and be like, ah, I'm out of here now. Dude, oh my god! I gosh. Could a side quest: stop these wizards from summoning the great sandal. Oh my gosh! <laughs> or help oh them. <laughs> oh man, dude! I just, you know, as much as I, I, I do have good cause to defend myself. It's also just hilarious to see how this always comes up. It's like it's almost like every, it's almost every episode, right? It's like you can't get through an episode without there being a reference to Murder Bunny Faisal, right? Or the Social Bunny, or you know. You know, lights justice or someone, or, some, or some whatever. <laughs> My point is that boss that it, with the claim, the BS claim that's not actually credible. It, it, my point is, is that that boss, right, was one open world boss too. You had Sorrow's Hunger, which was another one. 
and they've actually shown those too. So you got that. Now, whether they that's considered like, you know, a dungeon or just like a domain in which you can travel, like an open world sort of dungeon sort of scenario, um, is it you know a different different story? Um, because they only showed instant stuff. Remember back in Alpha Zero, that was the only time I saw those instance uh, scenarios where you had to actually go through a portal to get in there. Um, since then, I think that they haven't shown that, so I don't know that that's a, that's the case. Um, so we got we got a, we've got at least, as far as we know, uh, several potential like open world raid scenarios for world boss sort of things. Um, at least one dungeon, maybe two, and yeah, and then we've got oh well, we've. Now, I don't know if they said that they're going to try to have this in initially, but we know that that keeps on the map, right? Because that's there. Yeah, the castle, right? Um, and they were thinking they would want to do something like that, yeah. right? I think that mentioned mm -hmm. they were very close to having something in alpha. It may not be the like the week-long test, mm -hmm. but it might be in the full alpha, which that would be fantastic to be able yeah. to test that for sure and you know give them some good data. Um one of the things that Faisal said made me think of something, um, and I do hope they do this. I mean, I know some of us are expecting expecting to get some sort of testing goals, but I think it would be good to at least give some guidance. Not like, okay, you can only do X, Y, and Z, but say, here's the things we'd like you to test, but do anything else you want to. Mm -hmm. I think it would be really good for the testers to have some direction because mm -hmm. you tend to get um, you know, all feedback all over the board. But it would be really good for them to make sure they're getting what they need in this test because that's only going to make it absolutely. Test I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm just seeing this this comment in chat, and I I hate that I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like actually. I need to clarify something here. Horrendous in chat said, "Hey, some more Vertec fessed up to being the ninja looter." Okay, cool. That just means he got loot too because I totally got loot off of the boss. I'm just saying it's not ninja looting. I actually got this like uh what was it like um a robe or whatever and when I put it on I looked like I wasn't wearing a shirt because it didn't actually show up and then people were giving me a hard time they were like oh you're running around without a shirt on blah 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 I'm like no I actually had that piece of gear on but it didn't really give me any good stats or anything it was just like a piece there to show off so I did loot it I'm just saying it wasn't ninja looting that's my defense that's all I can say <laughs> And what is this madness about a Sim? That's coming from my lady. Sim Ninja Looter statue. Oh, and people like that idea. No, this is not yeah, the way. Yeah, you have him like kneeling down, like just going after it. Like there's be like a bag of loot right there. That'd be good. I, I, With this paladin. Don't forget the paladin part is important. <laughs> All I've got to say is if that's my statue in game, that's not my choice of statue based on my backer level. I'm just putting that out there right now. Hmm. <laughs> Not my choice. So I, I get, I'm supposed to have a choice on what that is, right? No. Oh my god. No, they say they say they only say that you get a statue, not what your position is gonna be, do they? Oh no, dude. I don't want that to happen. I just want to look glorious, like a shield and a you know, a sword in hand or something, like chin up a little bit, looking down upon never mind, uh my foe that's been defeated, right? I do not want to be looting something and have a sandal dropping on me or something. That's not the statue I want. This never needs to make it. Do not so clip this. Like right behind you, just go. To... No, do not clip this. Do not. If you love me, don't do it. <laughs> Social buddy. No, no reinforcement. Do it. Do it. Oh my gosh. So 
that just happened. Okay. Okay, so here's we kind of talked about this a little bit. What are some things players, viewers, community members can prepare for you know in regard to the storm of alpha and what have our expe- experiences been with other games launches if any. So when I think of other games launches, I I really want to um reiterate that what I mean by that is other games launches of testing periods, right? Like the experiences around those testing periods and just some of the experiences that you usually maybe have had, if any, um, when it comes to a launch of like a testing period that's public. Do you have any reference points, guys? Um, I, I mean, can't think. Oh, go ahead, Faisal. Uh, okay. Um, I just wanted to say, expect the servers to get fried. <laughs> that's just a natural recurrence in every MMORPG out there. <laughs> oh my God, there's so much so much in chat i don't even want to respond to and yet i feel like i love seeing and yet i kind of feel a little concerning <laughs> but i think you make a good point Vazel. um and, you know definitely expect it to be a test i think that's the yeah. biggest you can mm-hmm. do this is not like one of those games where they say it's an alpha and it's really just a way to sell the product right. this is truly giving the community an opportunity opportunity to see you know, under the hood, right. you know, see, you know, how potentially things could work and yeah. potentially where things could break and go from there. I mean, one of, I would say, my most positive experiences, and this wasn't necessarily an open test, it was a closed test, but it was kind of along the lines of what mm-hmm. I was just talking about. It was clear testing goals. There was, you know, enough where it could keep you busy to go in and do. And it was a really a, a way for people to, group up easily and coordinate, I think is going to be another thing that I think would be really good for them to do. And I would say too, for community members, if, you know, just in case get something going in terms of, uh, you know, getting a group together so you guys can go and do content um, and see what happens. Cause I think it's important for people to have like that motivation. Cause it's going to, you know, different people are going to have different goals for testing but, you know, team up, you know, build some community in addition to testing the game. And that's what made some of my past testing experiences even more fun, right? There's going to be some level of frustration if something breaks. But at the end of the day, if you've got some, you know, surround yourself with, you know, people that are enjoying the testing experience with you, it, it makes those issues just, you know, seem minor in comparison to what you're doing. This is just contri- contributing to the development of the game. Mm-hmm. Another thing to add is yeah. basically if if you just got bored for doing the same exact thing over and over, try to be a little bit creative. Like, for example, what I used to do in APOC, because I used to play APOC a lot, a lot and just play, played it repetitively without trying to change my game style. Mm-hmm. But after Words, I just started doing challenges for myself, which is basically destroying everything. Um, and two would be try to find a group of people and do a little bit of challenging uh, challenges. Like let's say everybody goes mage and uses one specific skill or these specific skills. Yeah. So you would just mayhem on your screen. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of fun ways you're you're able to do it. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say, too, I actually uh, wanted to say that yesterday, um, I know this is a bit of a segue, but I, I'm actually kind of like requesting some assistance here. And I know it's I just don't want to forget it because I was like, I almost forgot it. And I said I was going to do it yesterday. I've got a personal channel and I was on it yesterday and a bunch of the Ashes fam came and dropped by there. Um, this one's a, a separate place like this, this, this content channel specifically for Ashes of Creation, gaming content and all that. And I actually had a thing yesterday. And there might be some stuff that you might end up finding happening there that does relate to Ashes. So I just wanted to say, and this podcast, by the way, um, but I can't really talk about it right now. But I had a really great turnout yesterday. And I also wanted to say a lot of those people are here right now. And I wanted to say thank you very much to all you guys who dropped by yesterday. It wasn't super promoted anywhere. I just kind of tested the water and just saw who wanted to drop by real quick. And there was like a good number of people hanging out, chatting. We talked life, love, borders, things like that. Um, things related to kind of what's going on here and in, in our, you know, our world. So um, if anybody is interested or just wants to show a little bit of support um, to that, I would super appreciate it. Um, I explain a little bit more when I'm live there, why that's even a thing. Um, but it would be super appreciated if you just drop by, gave it a follow, um, you know, maybe caught up when, when live, I always announce it in discord, probably be doing another one next Saturday. Um, and you're probably going to see some stuff related to ashes on there. Um, but I'm not going to say what, um, but there's some surprises. So I'm just going to say that, um, sorry for that segue. I forgot about it, meant to do it either earlier in the show and completely forgot. I know it seems like an ADD moment probably right now, but it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, dude, I'm, I'm totally on board with you guys. When you talk about the development process though, um, I think one of the most important things that people could do is just contribute. I mean, whether it's like spending time testing, reporting things. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of different things that kind of go on in testing. And I think one of the biggest thing, yeah, totally went off on a tangent. Um, listen, Daedalus, Ninja Looting, Punishment, Sandal Swipe. Wow. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. Mm. You haven't seen some of the other stuff. Oh, no. Are you serious? Oh, no. I've missed some of the other stuff. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, me and that. Cheryl are kind of working this right now. Oh we're, no, dude. We're milking it for all it's yes. 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 Yo, and if some of you all are going, what is going on here? You're listening to this and stuff. Sometimes you'll see that I make segues or we go off on tangents. And a lot of times that's also because there's stuff going on in chat, which we totally play off of that um dynamic. So yeah, the other reason to be here when we're live, I know you can't always do it. Listening to it's great. I know a ton of people are still listening to this podcast that aren't actually here. So I'm just saying, if you can't make it, sometimes just checking the VOD is worthwhile, specifically the one on Twitch, because that shows the chat. Um, but the visuals that go on, you can always catch that on YouTube. So I'm just throwing that out there. But um, yeah, but thanks a lot to the people that were there. And um, when we're talking about some of the discussion points, and here's another reference to kind of what I talk about over there sometimes it's not directly ashes related but it does have to do with why we're all here gathering around and even steven's talked about this too and i kind of want to this is where i kind of want to dig into two points and first i'm going to revisit a conversation that happened in the earliest of the podcast for the show back when it was called the simcast because I was brand new to podcasting it's still part of this same series covers ashes of creation specifically but we had one of the earliest episodes and I actually titled it. And this was way back during like the 2018 PAX East, I think um, early part of that year. So I kind of recognize and kind of discuss the difference. I called it hype versus excitement. 
was the episode name. And you can go back and revisit that if you want to. It's cataloged with this show, wherever it's at. I'm thinking with like maybe episode four or something like that. Uh, the show This is one of the things I got into real early. And this is before there was a lot of hype. Now, I saw a comment earlier in our chat here on Twitch where people are actually discussing um, some elements around hype. Now, last week, another creator on YouTube, which a lot of people covered it. I forget his name. Um, I actually did like an analysis of an analysis, which is what he was doing. I There were some things I didn't agree with. There were some things that I thought were really great points. I'm going to specifically reinforce the one thing that I thought he talked about that was very important. And that was hype and how it can be damaging to sometimes a game or the community. Now, not directly damaging, more damaging to um, a person's expectations. Now, we've talked about this here on the show before. Now, no Daedalus, you've been here when I've talked about this before. The oh, hype yeah. versus excitement element. Now, excitement is one thing, right? Excitement, like we're all excited here. We all might even be a little hyped here. But I think there's like this difference between hype and excitement. The excitement element is we really are excited about the opportunity to play a game that might be delivering something and has a vision um, and has the goal posts of delivering upon something that we really want. Now, the idea of nodes, for example, or any of the game pillars, player agency, trade, commerce, naval stuff. I mean... Um, open world, you could talk about the PvP. I mean, we can literally pick all of these different uh, elements or pillars of the game or aspects of the game that we're all excited about. And these are reasons that we really want to play the game and we're looking forward to it. And that's excitement. Now, I think the difference between hype versus excitement, which I'm going piggybacking off of again, is I think hype a lot of times ties into unrealistic expectations, which we've talked about on this show so many times. Temper your expectations. We say that all the time, right? Um, so that they're in alignment with what they are promising and not what you're maybe assuming or uh, developing an, an idea about in your mind, like that you think that it's going to be, right? Like you imagine that this could be a possibility. And so you kind of take this idea and then build upon it, right? And you start to build upon something that maybe isn't even necessarily promised just because it sounds good and it could be a possibility. And I think this happens all the time with games. And then when people go and play the game, this thing that they believe is going to be there, this this unrealistic expectation, perhaps they're hyped around, then isn't there. And so then they might have this sense of feeling like it didn't deliver. It wasn't true um, or disappointed in it because they don't think that it really delivered upon what it aimed to be. But, you know, is that really the case or is it just maybe this unrealistic expectation? So you got to temper your expectations. And I think it's a very important thing that I think is probably something that although we do reinforce upon it, I think there's a lot of conversations that we've had on the show where I find that I might be a bit neglectful to reinforce upon because I, f- I feel like it's a point I've made a lot. I feel like it's something that should be uh, a, a goalpost that I revisit regularly just to help keep people grounded or remind them to be. Um, not that it's necessarily my duty or obligation, um, but I do find that it's something uh, that's important to me personally to to kind of be a, serve as a reminder for people about. Um, so anyway, I don't know if you all have like feedback on the idea of hype versus excitement or kind of like your perspectives where you might see hype that's even damaging currently. Any thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Take it with a tank of salt <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> tank of salt, not a grain, a tank, huh? Interesting. Tank of salt. Yeah. Wow. Salty. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with you, Sam, because I, I know even from day one, there was a lot of hype for Ashes of Creation. There still is. 
Um, but I think there was also plenty of excitement. And I, I see the difference with those being just as you said, it's a matter of expectation setting. It's, it's good to be excited about features that have been discussed, um, but it's not good to hype a game because you think or you interpret a feature to do X, Y, Z before actually seeing it. And I think there's a lot of that. I think some of it too has to do with um, the fact that some people that are really excited overhype certain things and then they go, the pendulum swings the exact opposite way and they're trashing the game because it's like, oh, it's not what I expected. Um, one of the you know recent things, I wouldn't say recent, but through the history of Ashes of Creation that's come up, is a lot of people were really hyped about the PvE portion of the game and really kind of played that up, but they didn't necessarily talk or focus as much on the PvP side of the game. And this is, like, me personally, I'm not a PvP gamer, like, as a majority. I love PvE content. But I knew going in, and what was exciting to me about the game right. was the fact that it was a good blend of the two. It wasn't like what I've seen and say, wow, which is totally, um, you know, initially focused on a PVE experience. And then mm -hmm. PVP is kind of a, in a, in effect, kind of like a bolt on to it. At least that's the way I see it. I know some people, you know, really heavily PVP and wow, and maybe have a different spin. Yeah. But me personally, I feel like PVP has always been a bolt on, right, for wow. I, I definitely, I'm excited about the integration of the two and seeing how that plays out in Ashes of Creation, but I'm most certainly not necessarily hyping only the PvE uh, side of it because I know it's a balance. Right. And I think a lot of times when you do get folk hyped about a particular feature, they're kind of focusing solely on that when that's just one piece in a much larger and much more ambitious game. And I think that's where, again, the positivity turns into negativity quickly because you're not tempering expectations. You're not seeing something in practice before making a true judgment call. Um, and I think that's why um, Stephen has always been very vocal. He's like, I don't want nor do I need white knights. Absolutely. I need people that can give me honest feedback, yep. honest, constructive feedback. And, and I think that's the most important thing yeah. that I or advice that I would give to anyone following the game, even if you were here pre-Kickstarter, is always remember the features, you know, are a vision. The execution is the testing period. So really test the systems, provide your feedback, and see yeah. what happens, right? We've already seen in, you know, many testing cycles that there is some feedback that the team really, you know, spoke to addressed. And there's some things that may, may or may not have been, you know, an issue. It just may have been an interpretation of it that they've maybe stuck with. And that's again, where I have a lot of respect for this team yes. is because they have a vision and they've already said, Hey, this game isn't going to be for everyone, but they have gone a long way in, addressing things that are true issues in my opinion right and done a lot of you know um expectation setting for the rest of it which is really again it's it's yes. 
it's Intrepid's game, right? Yep. We're benefiting by being part of the community, right? We're also contributing being part of the community, but ultimately it's Intrepid's game and they're going to choose how they want to execute their vision, right? And they may change their decisions based on feedback. They may not because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a game that isn't for everyone. It's a game that they want to build. Yeah, and I'm going to go, go ahead. Go ahead, Basil. I'll definitely have some points I'm going to read from chat here in a sec. What's it called? Okay, for, for my definition of between excitement and hype yeah. is basically hype is at the top and, uh, I mean, sorry, excitement is at the top and hype is at the bottom of it. It's like a branch of excitement. Mm -hmm. Now, there's multiple things about excitement that can go wrong and can go right. Um, what, what one of the factors that would be is the misinformation that the community might get or newcomers might uh, perceive or get. Right. So they would have a false sense of what they're trying to deliver and what, what they perceive in their mind. So when they actually see the game, um, they're not getting the product that they envisioned. Uh, exactly. That, Envision. That, that's the key word there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so now let's come uh, come down to hype. Hype is basically marketing. This is how I see it. Mm. Now, since Intrepid Studios is basically a new company, not a lot of people trust them. It's not like something like CD Projekt Red where, where they were trying to des like design Cyberpunk and it had this explosive amount of information and excitement and hype behind it. So the only excitement and hype that came from Ashes of Creation are basically the Kickstarter people who backed the game at the very beginning. Um, I assume Steven has learned from the dark period, as I like to call it, yeah. a little bit of the backlash of uh, mismanaging a small community. <laughs> um, so I think that's why I liked Steven's approach when he said, yes, we're not building this game for everyone. We're building it yeah. this way. When he was doing the interviews with the big streamers. He said that forever As, too. Yeah, he's, he's always yeah, said that. Exactly. So that should give the, the communities of those big streamers or the people of the internet of what he's trying to envision. So um, what, what damage can hype do to a game is basically um, if, if, if it's overhyped, which is basically overmarketed, and they don't focus on the game's mechanics and core functions, it's going to backlash. Because it's like a double-edged sword. The more, the more you try to present, the more you, that you're trying to give people hope and ideas in their minds to, to uh, compre comprehend, um, they, they'll basically hold on to that, hold you, uh, hold you on to that more specifically. So this is a, so an interesting, uh, a good perspective that I think, I think Faisal's got a, a good point too, like, and I, I think he's got a good point, right? There is a certain level of hype that I believe, and this is maybe not a popular opinion. I think to some degree, does the studio, is the studio responsible for some of the hype? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, now, I also would say as a counter to that, and this is like the two points, right? I think there's a difference between 
a studio working to hype the community and and to what degree yes. versus a person becoming hyped and building an unrealistic expectation. And then you got to look at the two different constructs of, of the origin points, right? The origin point leading to these two varying constructs of a very similar dynamic. And so when I think of that, I go, okay, so uh, where it's hyped by the developer and to what degree and what's the cause and effect there versus d explaining information and sharing facts and evidence and, you know, doing all this and encouraging people to, you know, to be excited is it's kind of like one thing. And then you got people that then see all of the information become really hyped around it, develop these unrealistic expectations. And I think hype actually specifically, when we talk about something Steven's even mentioned before is that, you know, he, he talks about how there's a lot of tribalism among MMORPGs, this like perspective. And this is something even I've talked about, right. And I don't think it's a healthy perspective personally. It's just my opinion. I don't think it's a healthy perspective for community or an MMORPG community because tribalism and this idea that like if in order for one mmorpg to succeed or to be good others must suck and they must not be good or worth being played um or because mm. there's something we don't like about it it makes it bad i'm like there's plenty of things about other mmorpgs that i respect as an mmo that i think is a great element to the game that probably won't be in ashes and i will still appreciate it about that game and it'll still be a reason i would say to someone hey this might be worth playing if this is something you enjoy, right? I could reference World of Warcraft. I could reference The Elder Scrolls Online. Um, whether you like them, love them, or hate them, or get tired of them, or get pissed at that for whatever reason, they clearly are successful, and they have been for a reason. Because there's something about that that people really enjoy. And they don't have to fail. And Ashes of Creation, I mean, this is like something that I appreciated way back in the day. And it was one of the more reinforcing positive things that I saw come from the studio. And that was Steven saying, we're not trying to be a wow killer. Like, I remember him specifically saying that we're not trying to kill the other MMOs. We, we just want ours to be really good and help to bolster the genre as a whole. And that to me was a thing that I liked because it wasn't saying we're going to be the best, right? Which I think is a hyper, right? We're going to, we're going to break the mold. We're going to, you know, overpass these we're going to surpass them be better all that i think those are the types of things that are more in line with like a hype builder than an excitement builder and that's just my two cent my two cents on it so i have like this idea before i read a couple comments real quick from chat here and we i, I thought this was gonna be an hour show but clearly we're gonna go a little longer so yay it's always a good time but as i'm looking in chat there's some comments i want to read so my question i want you to ponder before we get to it and this is for all of you here too is do you believe that Intrepid really is um, has like a level of responsibility around uh, hyping people to unrealistic expectations, unrealistic expectations, if I can talk right right now? Um, or do you think that that majority that's really more on the consumer and that's why that might be happening if you think you see that around you? Um, now, let, let me read a couple things here. So Snoop Loops in chat says, I think convincing people with your enthusiasm to follow AOC is healthier for the game than hype. Using hype as a reason to tell someone to follow a game with either flawed feet, flawed or lack of info leads to a false expectation. Um, also, mm -hmm. another comment from Psychophobic saying, also, people often forget that it is a test. The early access trend that other games have started and followed have affected how casual gamer perceives test phases and the expectation that this is what the game is meant to be a really good tie in to talking about expectations for a person and how those are coming, coming to originate or have already maybe existed to begin with. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
on this show, I can say we've had now Daedalus is here long enough to know this. We've had some pretty hardcore criticisms. They've been constructive criticisms, but we've definitely voiced our opinions on not thinking some things were good or weren't positive. And it was like, yo, this isn't good, man. This is a big yikes. We've been there for a lot of people that have been around for the past year. Not a whole lot of that's happened in this time that you've been here. But if you listen to previous shows, you'll notice we've had some pretty, pretty, pretty hard constructive criticisms around things. And that dark period around APOC, there were a lot of things then that we definitely had. But I still played the shit out of APOC. I played a lot of it, right? Still support the game, but you know, you could support the game and still go, I don't really feel okay about this. Um, but anyway, back to the hype and the excitement kind of dynamic and and people uh, in regard to the studio versus the player. What do you guys think? Thoughts? Same to chat. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, definitely very early on, I think there was a lot of passion from the team. I mean, there's still the passion there now, mm-hmm. but I think it was before things really kind of got moving in terms of the development. I definitely felt like there was, you know, more hype. Um, and that hype generated excitement. You had a lot of excitement over the Kickstarter period, and it led to some really high levels of happiness for a lot of people. They're like, this game is, you know, the next great thing in the MMO genre. It's going to change everything. And that created a really high bar. And I think over the course of that time, and moving into the dark period as we refer to it it that's when you know things went really south and again it was in part i think to a lot of the really overhyping that happened just to get people involved into the kickstarter because i know even i myself was guilty of talking to friends and like hey you've got to check out ashes of creation it's X, Y, and Z. And it was like, I gleaned like little bits from the videos and got people involved, you know, because of that. I'm not going to say that's a mistake by any stretch of the imagination, but I too was caught up in that. And now realizing that there has been, you know, both ends of the spectrum, in my opinion, there's been a really super, you know, hypey, happy moments. And there's also been some disappointments and some criticism. And I, now that I've kind of had the benefit of both ends of the spectrum, I feel like now my expectations are more tempered. And I'm, I do get excited when new announcements come out, when more details come out, but I'm not getting to the point where I'm setting unrealistic expectations for myself or in my social network either. I know mm-hmm. that this is a testing phase. I'm thankfully had the experience and, um, And the opportunity to test games in those really, I don't want to say broken phases, but those building phases, I guess is the way I would refer to it. (laughs) And it's really rewarding to see a game evolve from something very simple in terms of, you know, what you're able to do to something that, you know, opens up a world um, and opens up a lot of options. So, um, I think Intrepid has learned its lesson in terms of hype, and I can definitely see a very good change. And especially as you know, Maggie and the community team have come in, right? They've really helped kind of ground the team, I think, um, much more so than they were um, in the beginning. And that was, again, because they didn't really have 
like a community management resource, right? That yeah. for a long period of time, and and maybe that in and of itself contributed to a dark period because mm. there was just nobody point. to take the reins of the community. Mm. So yeah, I would say you know, intrepid is definitely part of that kind of hype equation, but definitely the community is too. And I can see over the course of time that not everybody that was here at the beginning is here now and yeah. either they're dormant or they've kind of swung the other way in terms of their hype. Right. So I'm, uh, so yeah, it is, I definitely, I feel like there's, you know, hands in them in this scenario from both the community and intrepid, but I do feel like intrepid has matured in that space. And that's a good thing um, that they've done to really, you know, focus on the vision, focus on really and allowing people mm -hmm. to temper their expectations yeah. and not necessarily spending a lot of time over over hyping features that are still in progress. Um, right. I think that's also kind of a, a major no, no for developers to do is, mm -hmm. Oh, the feature is going to do X, Y, and Z, but they haven't really tested it. So when it doesn't, they're like, oops. Yeah. And that's an issue. I've seen that too. I've been seeing that uh, with some of the recent games I've seen either crowdfunded or kickstarted. Um, and I actually was referencing something too. I think it's important to differentiate a game that goes to Kickstarter for funding and a game that goes, okay. A game that goes to Kickstarter solely for the sake of getting funding that it doesn't already have. Right. Versus a game that already is significantly funded and just using Kickstarter to bolster. So, I mean, we've had a lot of reference points like lately and I've, some other communities I'm attached to. Um, I've seen lately some reference points around like, hey, this was a kickstarted game. So I saw that and I was like, that's not really accurate, is it? Because, I mean, Steven, he, he already essentially was like willing to fund this thing. I mean, it already had started funding this thing. True. So it's technically not a I, I don't think saying a kickstarted game in terms of that's where the sole funding has come from would be accurate because I think that's the way I read that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it just didn't really seem like an accurate perception to kind of view it as as because essentially just a kickstarted game because i think we see a lot of those that go to kickstarter and they're aiming for funding and they might promise that they got funding somewhere else or they might be like we need this money to get the game going and i view that as like a kickstarted game versus like a game that goes there to supplement the funding that they already have and to get community involvement because the the goal is or at least the way i always i always viewed it and the way they also explained it was we're here for additional funding and to get the community involved in the project. And when I see that as like their goalpost, that that worked. They got a lot more people in, involved in the project than they had before by doing it. Um, but Faisal, you look like you might have had a point or a thought there. I, 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 no, it's, it's, it's not just to, um, I don't want to counter your point or anything. But like, Steven has started this as a Kickstarter. I know it's to get the community on board and get like a small funding from, from the community. Yeah. Um, sure. Like we didn't know that. Not not everybody knew that True. at the very beginning. True. So we saw it as a Kickstarter True. game. Then when we like even knowing that Stephen has put like th like how much again? Oh, 30 million, I thought it was well over thirty mil. Yeah. Yeah. At this like, point. Over 30 million possibly more yeah that's, i don't know our minds and we said like oh yeah he got it covered 
but it originally originally people can claim that it is a Kickstarter. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you could claim it either way. And I think the other thing too, is that's also a difference in perspective for someone who was around at the end of 2016. Yeah. Right. Who, cause like back then, if you were around then versus if you maybe just found out about it, like Faisal saying around the Kickstarter, because if you found out about that time and didn't know anything about it, you just saw a Kickstarted game. Exactly. Right. So the association for anyone who's getting that reference, and this is, I think, a very important distinction to make. Anybody who's getting that as a reference point or the reference point that's been conveyed to them. I think if that's your if that's your reference point, then I think it's real easy to view it similarly to something else. And a lot of other games that we've seen already that have really not done well by the community. Right. I'm not going to name it, but you all know them. We've talked about them plenty in the past on plenty of different scenarios versus the perception someone might have who might have been there from the end of 2016 like i did i found out about it through a friend followed it for a good six months then it went to kickstarter now up until that time i was aware that it was already being funded right so then when i saw that kickstarter and it was already conveyed to those who were kind of watching it a bit it was like oh they're getting more and more of us we can get more involved now so the perception of someone like me who is there from before versus somebody who maybe only found out about it then or people who found out about it after and only know about the Kickstarter as an origin point, maybe don't know about the other bit. I think that perception of its origin point and what kind of game it is, is could be easily viewed different ways. And I think I think if you view it as a Kickstarter game solely, um, then I think it would be natural for a lot of people to have a negative perspective of that easily. Easy. Easy. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely saw that. And I even had to like explain because some people don't know he's contributed tons of other money or that there's additional funding and all that that's even been there. Um, so they just see a Kickstarter game and go, oh, I don't know, man. I've heard a lot about these Kickstarter games and I can start naming some off the list that are not does not bode <laughs> well for the story of the people that contributed to it. So, yeah. But I think information is definitely key and, uh, you know, communicating, communicating the facts as we have them. Uh, what's it called? I wanted to also add to Davis's point mm -hmm. of passion. I do not believe that they've ever lost their passion. Not at any point in time. Sure. The reason I'm saying this, if you look at the work that they've done over the period of time, you're able to see a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. Like I remember the first renditions of, of the mage and uh, rogue oh, and man. rain. Yeah. And those were the clunkiest things, <laughs> but I'm so hyped behind that. I don't know why. <laughs> so true. It's so true, dude. <laughs> I remember playing them in like alpha zero, dude. And I was like running around. I played all four of them, man. I was just like, oh, it was, and it was specifically tab target, dude. Basic. <laughs> There yeah. were a lot of abilities, but you were just kind of like, that just happened? Or is it like, oh, okay, there goes. Yeah, like didn't feel super fluid and everything. But yeah, it, the, when you look at that reference point, though, and then you look at now, yo, oh, yeah. holy hell, is there a whole different world we're living in, man? Jeez. Oh, yeah. I mean, even with APOC, right? The first iteration of APOC, oh, they yeah. shutting down because yes. they do some more work. And then yep. they came back. I was like, wow, this almost feels like a new game. True. Like, of mm -hmm. you know, what they've done to improve it so yeah, absolutely yeah, I, I totally agree with you they haven't lost their passion i think what happened over that dark period of time is they just 
stopped communicating. And I don't think that was for lack of desire. No, I don't I think so. It was, it was a resource problem at the end of the day. Yeah. Was, was trying to burn the candle at both ends. And, you know, and that in and of itself speaks to his passion, right? He was trying to do it all. And he realized that, hey, if I really want this game to be mm-hmm. successful, I'm going to need to focus on the game right now and not as much on the community and get somebody to do that. Yeah. And that's what he did, right? It mm-hmm. you know it took some time to ramp that back up, but now we've got a really good foundation for community management that they didn't have historically. And, and definitely their passion has always been there. I keep coming back to this game because of Steven, because of Jeff, what yeah. I see, how they interact with the community, what they're talking about, how engaged they are. That's that's in and of itself is is a reason to keep coming back and being patient regardless, right? Because I've kickstarted, well, I would say I've crowdfunded two games in my entire gaming career. One was mm-hmm. Star Citizen. My bad. Okay. The other was Ashes of Creation, right? And between the two, Ashes of Creation is the one that I follow. Um, even though I contributed some money to Star Citizen, it's a blip on the radar until something I feel of note comes out. Ashes of Creation is the mainstay for me. It's the one that I keep talking about. I don't go and talk about Star Citizen. I'm not on a... Mm-hmm. You know, Star yeah. Citizen podcast, right? I love Ashes, and I want right. to learn more in theory craft about Ashes, and that's that's to me has been a sustainable, Absolutely. you know, relationship. Agreed, man. Yeah, I when, want to mm-hmm. one last point, oh, yeah. which is basically it. It revolves to our conversation between between hype and uh, excitement. Um. What's it called? When when the big streamers, Asmongold, um, Summit Wondry, and uh, Shroud looked at Peon's video and, and they got the excitement and hype behind that video, this is where I feel Intrepid did a right move because they took that excitement and hype and controlled the atmosphere. They went with them on talks to explain what their idea was yeah. in full. So people don't get confused and not a lot of misinformation goes out there. Yeah. So that, that's that's what I think the company should keep on doing. But it's yeah. it's harder to control with a lot less smaller streamers because uh, you can't really talk to everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, one other thing I was thinking about is like you were talking about how like I remember how he got on one of those uh he was talk, talking to Summit 1G or like Asmongold or whatever. And the thing that's different about Steven is like, I think it does hype people and it does get people excited. I think there's like a difference. You know, this is like a good point, right? Because he gets on, he got on there and I made this reference point. And this is like one of the most important ones I think I could share about him as a CEO creative director. I've seen other CEO creative directors get up and actually share information and talk about the game. And most of the time, it actually seems very scripted. It seems very very much like these are the planned responses um, and only really reflecting certain amount of information on the topics or the questions that are even asked. I mean, I've experienced this with multiple games in the past where I submitted questions, saw people submit questions. You don't even get an actual like answer to that question. You just get one that they feel is the point that they want to make about 
it because it's in that general domain. And then it just, it feels a bit detached from the community when that happens, or at least I think that it is. So then as a result of that, you know, you see, or not as a result of that, but in, in uh, opposition or in, um, you know, uh, comparison to that, you see Steven and he gets on and he talks to people and he's like driving his car, he's doing whatever. And he's got the answers on tap. He's clearly not just responding based on these questions. He's like screened. He, he just legit is like, I got the information here. I can give you, I know the design philosophy. I know the vision. I can answer questions on it right off the bat, the majority of the time confidently Right. And make and make any kind of a note if like there's a reason that this may change or not. Right. So it's a very it's very much coming directly from it. So he has the knowledge of what the plan is, what the vision is, what they're going for, what the goalposts are. And it's very clear. Right. There's no it's it's not ambiguous in any way. Right. Um, but the fact that he's like very knowledgeable and can just pretty much on tap ask, answer questions. I mean, he's sitting there driving to like Vegas that one time. Right. And he's like on his way down there and they're asking him questions and he's just answering them on the fly. Right. You, mm -hmm. That kind of just like, I don't know what the word is. It's just, it's so natural and normal. It's unrehearsed. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that is very exciting. If you've been around other games where that's not the case and I'm not, this isn't even a white knight thing. This is a guy who loves games who's seen what really doesn't give him a good vibe, seeing what gives him a good vibe in comparison and what, you as a gamer, I think, or at least I have always wanted to see it's that needle in a haystack scenario I always come back to where someone who's got the funds, the passion and vision for something, you know, really good decides that they're going to make something really good. And they don't have this controlling entity above them dictating what they have to do when they have to do it, how they have to do it, you know, or any of that. And I think that's the thing that I come back to all the time when we make these comparisons to or when people even make these comparisons to other games. And it's what I'm going to continue to come back to. I've came back to it for years. That's the difference. You know, we all, I think, have had this idea of what would that situation look like if a game was released that did right by the community, had the potential to truly do right by the community. And it wasn't this corporate AAA studio dictating what the developers had to do, how they had to monetize it, um, how they had to nickel and dime people to make as much money as possible off of them. You know, when you don't have that board telling you what you got to do, what would that scenario look like? And in my mind, the vision always was someone who's got wealth, who <laughs> naturally loves an MMORPG and has played them themselves, who has a vision for one that wants to bring something unique and potentially innovative in some regard to the people and the player base who want something, just an honest, good game. And it would be that needle in a haystack scenario where you, someone has the wealth and the money and the means to, you know, kickstart that off and not ever have someone above them telling them they have to do it this way. I can just imagine somebody execute marketing scheme 88. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that's what I come back to, man. That was the thing that sold me, you know, it was the vision and it was that the, the unique set of circumstances that I was like, oh, if, if anybody ever in the specific scenario were to come out and make a game and then one day you're like, oh, shit, it's happening. Right. I exactly. didn't think that was going to happen, but it's actually happening. OK, I'm, I'm in, man. Let's I'm, gonna, I'm willing. I'm willing to back it. Come hell or high water. And I've been here ever since. And uh you know, from my perspective, I haven't seen any good reason to not believe in it. 
or to have faith. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the same as white knighting. I, I like to consider myself as someone who bases things on facts and evidence. And I'm excited for good reasons. I try not to be too hyped. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes I get a little hyped, man. But then I got to like temper those expectations and kind of bring myself back down a bit too. Cause even, even I have a tendency to get, get kind of think outside the box and I have to be like, okay, 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 Sim. But they haven't said this is an expectation to have. So just kind of reel it back. I talk about things that are a cool idea from time to time, don't I? But then at the same time, I don't expect that that's going to happen. It's just a cool idea. But if it did, that'd be so, crazy. What? What is this podcast called? Ashes Pathfinders. We find the way to the light. That's right, Basil. That's... The light. The light. Remember. Remember that. Oh, come on. Just give me this one. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. Good point, buddy. Good point. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, man. Look, man, y'all, it's been a it's been a great show today, man. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I'm gonna save some topics for next time. We've got some calm left before the storm that is the alpha, the no NDA alpha period. We got a week coming up, middle of May, fourteenth to twenty first, followed by the month of June, first to thirtieth. Um yeah, man. I, I also am just really I'm hopeful that we're gonna get a lot of um just a lot of testing hours in that week. Um, I'm personally actually kind of hoping to be able to gather as much footage as I can to actually share because I have been so held back on the content I wanted to showcase personally um, around, you know, uh, the Samorg team or Ashes HQ. Um, I'm really excited to overall just be able to share that and it not be, it'd be, you know, it'd be my own perspective, you know, like some cool place that, that I've seen or some, cool place that we visit some really awesome moment that's to be had that we can capture and save and share with each other. Those are the things that are going to really have me thriving as a creator, as much as this podcast is, those are the times that are going to make, this is going to be really good times, man. Good stories. If you haven't been around for when an MMORPG launches, it's a beautiful thing, man. So, you know, Mm -hmm. buckle up, man. We're, we're really close right now. We are really close to that, that, those first steps into the world where we all get to share in it. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, man. But in the meantime, we've got the live stream coming up this Friday, 11 a.m. PDT on the Ashes of Creation Twitch channel. Um, you can join us in our Discord over at discord.gg forward slash simorg, S-I-M-U-R-G-H, uh, to kind of watch the show, catch it, catch up with the Pathfinders, the community, the Ashes fam here. Um, you know, again, I'm just going to say we'd really love some some reviews over on the iTunes. It helps with the iTunes algorithm to kind of get us bumped up a bit there. Um, but really appreciate everybody that listens to us in general. Um, much love to everybody seriously. And um, yeah, man, next time we meet, it's going to be post live stream. So mm-hmm. get ready to gather your questions, you know, drop them in the ashes pathfinders channel in our discord, um, you know, drop them on comments on the video, wherever you can get them to us. Um, we collect them up until, the 24 hours I'd say before the show goes live. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, and man, I'm looking forward to meeting up, meeting up with y'all next time and catching up uh, about the live stream. Hopefully we get a lot of really good, you know, tasty tidbits to actually share with everybody and chat about. And uh, gentlemen, why don't you let everybody know your domains, where you reign and where they can find you when you're not on the Pathfinder podcast. All right. Um, for Daedalus, you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald. Um, and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Ashen Herald. Nice. <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitch as Basil108. 
and on Twitter at bagel108. Oh, I'm muted. Look at that. When you see Sim's lips moving and it's just silence instead. We didn't even so- <laughs> we didn't even talk about this one yet, but I wanna I'm gonna save it for the future shows. There is a guild gathering discussion that has been released. I'm gonna encourage y'all to check it out real quick. It was released on April 20th. It's around measuring success. This one is a shell topic we are gonna get to. If it's not next week, it'll be the week after, right? It's still plenty of time to talk about this stuff and things and ain't nothing wrong with saving a topic because y'all know things are a little quieter as we're leading up to the points where we get big releases. So we'll save it. We'll talk about it soon, friends. And uh, in the meantime, remember something very important, my friends. Okay. Might be the end of the show. Remember though, that even if you just listen to the podcast, you catch it here on Twitch, you watch it on YouTube, wherever it is, however you contribute, that you are an Ashes Pathfinder as well. You don't have to be on the show to be one. You just have to be part of our journey and the community. Be sure to go check out the uh, Ashes Pathfinder Chronicles that was recently dropped. Um, Really hope you all enjoy it. Let us know how we're doing over there. And uh, much love to you all, friends. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And until next time, live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night, my friends. We'll see you next week. Good night, everyone. See ya.